0: Just a heads up before we start in this episode, we talk about drug and substance abuse. So if that's something you don't want to be hearing about right now, you can go ahead and skip this episode, come back when you're feeling up to it, or if it's something that personally you are dealing with or somebody in your family, friend group needs help with, you can call the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration Helpline. That's 1-800-662-HELP, 1-800-662-HELP. 4357 and make sure you're taking care of yourself because you deserve it thanks the following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions up. welcome back to the better band podcast this is brandon and today we're talking about the no code song Hold red on, brandon, mosquito Sorry, with the st- what the what no
1: i stepped on you at the very beginning and i don't want you to have to mess with that
0: like have to edit around it so well um, I edit this whole thing anyway. No, I know that. I edit. But I'm hell saying hell I literally stepped on things. you right at the beginning. So- <laughs> if people could see how many cuts I make in order to get me to sound somewhat coherent, <laughs> it would blow people's minds. Ugh. And I don't really even know if it blows people's minds when they actually talk to me, doing these podcasts and stuff like that, and they hear how I, how stupid I sound. No, not how stupid I sound, but you know, they just hear me talk, right? And then if they listen to the episode that they were on and like, oh my gosh, he sounds like almost eloquent, whereas <laughs> before <laughs> he sounded like a <laughs> a lot of ums and uhs and wait, I don't want to say that, uh, and then I'll say something and take a while to think about the next part of the sentence, right? you know, that kind of stuff.
1: Do you also maybe want to, uh, I don't know if it works well for you to like stop now recording
0: no because i write down the times okay okay
1: i just i'm saying like technology wise so that we don't get like any lag or it'll it'll happen anyway oh all right well then do what you want man
0: welcome to season four episode 12 of the better band podcast an all-encompassing trip through the pearl jam catalog i'm your host brandon palomo Each episode, my guest and I go track by track through every album, soundtrack, and single to discover why you simply can't find a better band. Welcome back to the Better Band Podcast. This is Brandon, and I am talking with my guest today about the song Red Mosquito. You thought I was going to introduce him, didn't you? Well, I changed my mind, and I'm introducing him now, Harry Geyer. Hello, Harry. Hey, what's up, dude? Oh, you know, just doing the podcast thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's been a while since we've talked. Yeah. And uh for everybody who has their uh liner notes, your your Polaroids for this, you're gonna be looking at either seven C or seven O, and there's like uh, and like dog teeth they're gonna see there that are kind of Opened up the mouth a little. Pretty clean dog teeth, too, at least compared to my dogs, because, you know, it's got stank breath. But uh, also, uh, I think an eyeball, that might be Dennis Rodman's eye, possibly. I can't I know they've talked about his eye as one of the pictures, and I can't remember if it's this one or if it's one in the Hail Hail uh, single that you can see there. Or if it's both, maybe. Hey, who knows? <laughs> do you know? Uh, absolutely not. That's right. Because <laughs> that's the kind of research I expect from you, Harry. That's right,
1: dude. I don't do research. I, 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 uh, I speak from my heart, man. I make yeah. plenty of mistakes. Say a lot of questionable things.
0: That's how we do it here in America, right? Yeah, especially in <laughs> Texas. <laughs> So, uh, we got this song here. It's uh, pretty much written by the band. Yep. Uh, Music is, uh, you know, Mike and Jeff and Stone and Mike and Jeff and Stone and Jack. Oh, my gosh. Who kind of were jamming on the song. And uh, then Eddie wrote uh, lyrics for it. Yeah. I actually
1: uh, see here's where. Uh, I've taken a different path this time. I actually did do a little bit of research on this song specifically. hmm And uh, I was reading, like, fan theories on what this song is about. Okay. And there were several theories. One is that, and it seems to be the most popular theory about why this song was written, was that Eddie Vedder uh, got sick from eating a tuna fish sandwich and had to uh, exit a show early. And I guess Neil Young came out and finished the set with the band. And during the time that Eddie was sick, he uh, wrote the, the lyrics for the song. And that seems to be the one that, that most people gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. The other one is, is that a lot of people feel like uh, it's a lot, there's a lot of references to the devil, um, Satan, that kind of thing. Um, and about a like a, a battle with uh, addiction. Mm-hmm. So those are the two theories that I read on uh, read about the most that that fans had. Do you uh, aspire to either of those, Brandon? You mean ascribe? Yeah, that yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. Well, the first one you said is fact. It's actually what happened. So he, he, he got sick. It was the show after, uh, the first Pearl Jam show we went to at Cal Expo. Yes. It was the, uh, June 24th, 95 in San Francisco. Eddie was sick and was trying to, was trying to, uh, struggle his way through it and couldn't do it. And Neil Young happened to be there and then they played their, um, mirror ball songs and some other, uh, other Neil Young songs. And then, uh. Yeah, and so then Eddie was kind of sick and wrote the lyrics for Red Mosquito. So I
1: guess what I mean to say is, is that people people are guessing that he that the song is about that tuna fish sandwich and the the uh, experience of being sick. Um,
0: well, it could be. I mean, you have <laughs> sort of the uh, the first verse there. You know, wash out the window. Wasn't allowed to leave the room. Sun goes down, now it's coming up, you know, you're sick and, you know, those times where you kind of fall asleep and, you know, the sun's up and then you may maybe wake up and the sun is, the sun is, you you wake up and you're like, oh, I don't know if it's night or morning or the next morning or if it's only been a couple minutes and what the hell's going on. Yeah. So, I I mean, I think that that definitely is, is uh, uh, a strong possibility. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's the direct connection there. Then all the other stuff, you know, who knows?
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't know. It's So I think the funny thing about trying to guess about, you know, what a song or why a song is written, um, I almost like it better when artists don't come out and say why the song was written, because I think everybody has their own interpretation of the song and what it means to them. Mm-hmm. And so I'm almost more for like hearing something and being like, oh, that either... Um, resonates with me because of a specific thing that happened to me in, in my life or a way I was feeling or something. And that's, and that's why I gravitate towards the song or enjoy the song, uh, because it means something to me that way. And it always tends to, at least for me, when I find out like, oh, well, the, well, the, the person who wrote it, like wrote this song because of this, this, and this. And you're like, oh, that's not at all what I, what I envisioned. You know, it's kind of like when, uh, when, uh, our old, Theater teacher Mr. Matthews used to talk about horror movies and the best ones not showing the monsters Mm -hmm. because what you can picture in your brain is so much better than what anybody else can show you. And so that's kind of how I feel about a lot of the uh, you know almost I would say the majority of the songs that really have a lot of meaning to me is like I don't necessarily know want to know why you wrote it or what the reasoning behind you writing it is because this is what it means to me and I don't want it to mean something different you know. At least that's my that's my interpretation. So when I was reading the fan theory fan theories and stuff, I was like, "Uh, eh, yeah, maybe. Or maybe he just wrote lyrics and maybe there was a mosquito in the room and he was like, meh, just going to write some funny you know, some funny stuff about uh a mosquito." It means nothing more than that, you know.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: And I wonder too like when uh artists write songs like that and then you get all the theories about like why they wrote it and that kind of thing. I wonder if the the artist is ever like, oh man, you guys have no idea. Like I really wrote that song about nothing. It's literally about mm-hmm. absolutely nothing. And here is all these thoughts about why why they were written, why it was written.
0: Yeah. And the uh let's let, let's 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 go back and start at the beginning of the song. Do you know what somebody is saying at the beginning? And go rah rah. rah. One. Five. Uh oh dang it. I thought I read something about that, but I can't remember yeah i've seen like several things the only the the most recent the one that I actually wrote down when I was <laughs> doing this is so it says it's line one mighty fine one, mighty and then somebody I think says like ninety five something something ninety five i think is another one, one five. Oh. do do you have the audio for that yeah we just heard it
1: <laughs> i edit this oh. thing here i don't well, I don't put drops right in That I I was going to say, if you if you did it live, we could listen to it right now and then we could and then we could converse about we could argue. It would sound crappy
0: because of the Internet connection.
1: Well, that's understandable. Then I'll just pretend like I heard it or wait, I could I guess I I could listen to it on my own right now. I don't know. That's probably stupid.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So there's that. Somebody says something. It might be stone. You gotta kind of turn it up, but then you turn it up and you gotta turn it right, real down real quick because then guitars come in here. It's like ah. <laughs>
1: This, uh, who played the drums on this recording? Was it Jack Irons? Yes, okay. Did he do Did he do all of Vitology?
0: No, he only did uh, Stupid Mop on Vitology, then he did oh. all of No Code and all of Yield. That's right, that's right. And then Matt Cameron came in after that. Yep, so
1: yeah, so you're saying that he uh, that this, this, the, the lyrics for this song were written that like the day after we saw them in Sacramento,
0: but two days. Well, today? I don't know if it was written. I don't know if it was written while he was sick, or if like being sick kind of kind of uh, uh, inspired him to write the song. Because I don't right. know, like you know, feeling real crappy, you get like food poisoning stuff like that. I don't think the first thing I <laughs> think is I need to write something down. That's probably just I gotta stay by the toilet and try to drink as much water as I can. I gotta
1: get get my uh my my tube of lipstick so I can write it on the mirror so I don't have to uh. <laughs> to leave the the vicinity of the toilet but yeah that was uh that was probably dude that was an awesome uh first tour of pearl jam to see with the bad religion opening mm-hmm. it's like what an epic uh epic lineup it was probably one of my favorite like total shows that like pearl jam shows that we saw other than the rolling stones one that one was also pretty
0: pretty awesome what about the 10th anniversary show
1: well yeah but i'm saying i'm saying like <laughs> complete package like opener oh okay you know the entire show, because the tenth anniversary show was that when they played with uh XX. Was that that tour, or were they playing with Space Hog? No, Space Hog was the one we saw in
0: in San Diego.
1: Yeah, San- was that San Diego or San Bernardino? We saw
0: uh, that tour. I don't know. I think it was the the following tour when we saw him in San Diego and Sacramento. Anyways, yeah, like a lot. Of the Space Hog Space Hog was actually surprisingly
1: really good. I remember thinking that uh, mm-hmm. and thinking that that stupid radio song that they had was like did them no favors yeah, yeah. The XX when they played. I just remember it's just
0: X not the XX the XX came around uh, you know 2010s the 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 band you're thinking of is just called X. Are you sure? Yeah, I it was
1: okay. anyways, with John Doe and oh yeah, yeah, that's right.
0: the other singer who has kind of gone weird oh conservative kind of off the rails.
1: I just remember Eddie coming out and having to be like, like stop booing the opening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought that was. I was like, oh, but they're not that good, dude. You, 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 you guys messed up. You made a bad choice. But you know, kudos to Pearl Jam for always like looking outside the box as far as you know who they're going to bring with them and who they're going to play with, and kind of promoting the music that they like instead of just going with like, oh, these guys sound like us, so that's who we're gonna. We're going to play with, I don't know what else, what else we got to say about red mosquito. Any other interesting trivia that you have, Brandon?
0: Oh yeah, of course. You know, uh, the, um, you've got the, uh, the slide sort of part that Mike plays, which kind of, uh, I think is reminiscent of a mosquito kind of buzzing around your head. You're kind of like, ah, right. Kind of got that sound and you're like, get away from me. But, uh, that, that's, uh, that's not a slide that he's doing it with. It's with, uh, Ed's grandfather's Zippo. Oh,
1: that's pretty cool. Mhm. I didn't know that. You know, now that you mentioned the the mosquito sound, one of the other things that I remember reading was that some people were saying that there's some kind of red devil mosquito or something like that that they that they've seen in the south or seen somewhere in the United States that like I guess apparently is is uh like super painful to get bitten by. So some people were like, "Oh, maybe he's in, maybe Eddie's encountered one of those and like he's writing about that experience Mm -hmm. with this crazy big red devil mosquito thing. I was like, "Uh." I mean, I guess that's a possibility, but to me, that's the most like that didn't sound very likely.
0: But I I know that there is a, uh, a graphic novel called mosquito by Dan James, which is a, uh, a sort of South American uh, folktale myth about sort of, mosquitoes being vampires or something like that. And it, it kind of tells a sort of um, Bram Stoker S Dracula story, but it's with mosquitoes in the sky going to, you know, South American and vampires and stuff like that. Huh? That
1: sounds kind of cool.
0: Yeah. I was I always uh, would think of that. And, and of course all of the, uh, the art in it, there's no, um, there's no word balloons or anything like that. And all the art is in red. So it's just white paper and all the, the colors just, you know, white and
1: red. Have you have you read this this uh graphic novel or is it just something that you
0: written about? Yeah, I own it. Yeah, I got it uh when did it come out? Two thousand five, I think. Oh wow. So yeah. Nice. And the only other reference I can see about something is that in a an episode of Married with Children. Al has a dream that Peggy is a big red mosquito because she's got red hair and she's sucking money out of his wallet or something like that. (laughs) Oh, that show.
1: (laughs) It's so funny. Like, I've tried recently, like, watching a couple of those episodes. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. This show would never, ever get made today. Not in a million years. Because it's not today. good. Uh, <laughs> some of that, but some of it is just like the, the humor is is so uh, dated, rudimentary. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very sexist. Like it just it, it just I don't think it would resonate with uh, people today. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just the 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 jokes. You're like, oh god, you can't make jokes like that, dude. I don't know. Just some of that stuff. Well, that's, that's an interesting, uh, deep dive that you've taken into, uh, married with children for no reason.
0: (laughs) No, it's one of my, one of my, uh, one of my, uh, my, uh, my research materials, you know, diving into, uh, married with children. No Pearl Jam. Oh, oh. (laughs) Just because they said, it's like, oh, we saw this about, uh, married with children. I was like, okay, I'll put it down in my notes. Oh, okay. I thought you were just like
1: going through married with children and were like, Oh, look, a red mosquito. I know a Pearl Jam song called Red Mosquito. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh let's let's incorporate that.
0: It's like, oh, yeah, wow. always looking for clues everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, then what do you think the um could the sort of uh I was bitten must have been the devil to paying me a visit reminding me of his presence? Like what do you think that that means anything or so
1: to me uh what you know i i tend to to think that this uh the song probably has some things to do with addiction mm-hmm. you know uh, i saw some people you know talking about how that could you know talk about the needle you know somebody uh, uh either being metaphorically like bitten by the devil to to do you know to to take to take drugs or it could be you know that that they're they're talking about the physical like injection the the sting being similar to that of a mosquito
0: and probably like heroin withdrawals the nausea probably similar maybe to uh food poisoning or something
1: right right yeah that's that's i mean to me that that kind of probably had more of an impact on you know the time that we the time that that song was written um the the environment that you know, a lot of the musicians were in as far as you know, drug use and that kind of thing. Um, the drug use that was in the band, you know, I'm sure had an impact on some of the things that were written. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's hard to dismiss the fact that it could be written about drug use. Did you say anything or did you completely just cut out?
0: No, I didn't. No, 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 no. Oh. I was
1: just listening and, and, and thinking. Oh, okay. Um, so, you know, I think there's a strong possibility that a lot of it is referencing drug use or referencing uh, the use of, of heroin. Um, And when you put that context, like when you put the song into that context, you're like, Oh, okay. uh, Yeah. I guess I could see like a lot of these things being a reference to using. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's probably to me, that's the most likely thing that it was written about because, well, I mean, it could, it could be written as very like, you know, it could be something completely silly that he was just like, I'm just going to write this song. You know, I'm, whatever uh it could be the fact that he was feeling like crap uh it could be that he was feeling like crap from from eating the the you know getting sick and then kind of comparing it to you know withdrawals from drug use and that kind of thing and uh and maybe kind of blurring the lines between food poisoning and withdrawals does do you know does does uh does eddie have any kind of history of drug use
0: uh I don't believe so besides uh pot,
1: right? And wine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean we know but yeah, Mike had uh had some heroin issues and alcohol. But I don't know. I don't think I think everybody else in the band's kind of pretty straight-laced, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think so. Just beer and smoking. So the next verse, The Red Man do you think he's talking about the uh, guy who hangs out with Method Man, or that it's a uh, sort of Washington football team reference, or oh. it could be the devil, who's like, of course, a little red man, right?
1: Right. See, and I think I think that's kind of you know when if you if you buy into the fact that the song's about drug use. I think that that kind of ties in with, you know, the devil convincing you to do something that, you know, you don't necessarily want to do. And I think I think that ties really in together with the imagery of the needle and intravenous drug use. Um, That's kind of what it that's kind of what it says to me. I'm I'm in case you can't tell, I'm really buying into the fact that uh, it was written about uh, drug use and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that kind of thing, like, a, like drugs and you know other stuff. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? What do you think,
0: Brandon? Um, I think it's just a metaphor. I, I think that it's sort of you know feeling so sick you're gonna die, and um, feeling so sick you think you're gonna die, and sort of like that sort of reminder of mortality, and and kind of thinking that's like oh you know just the you know, death or the devil is just waiting for me to 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 kick the bucket just to, you know, snatch me up or something and just kind of uh, sending misfortune to you or something like that to remind you. It's like, hey, I'm here. You're going to die. It's, uh, you know, just around the corner, you know, to sort of, uh, you know, let me know he's waiting.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's very well could be kind of what he was writing about and when and it's funny because i think if you put an idea into your brain like a like a oh i think this song might be about this and then you read the lyrics you're like oh see that right there validates my opinion and so does that and so does mm-hmm. that you know what i mean i think you could you could almost put you know 10 different theories up there and be like oh, oh yeah, yeah it totally makes sense but then what do
0: you think about the if i had known then what i know now
1: could be, you know, the, re- I mean, I think it's obviously regret of some type.
0: That shouldn't you know. have eaten that food.
1: <laughs> I think <it's> regret <laughs> of some type. It could be, you know, the, the regret of, you know, starting taking drugs. It could be the regret of making choices that you wish you would mm-hmm. have okay. made differently. You know, it could be, it could be a number of things, but, you know, like I said, I think it's, it's obviously him being, uh, there being regret for something.
0: I think I, I think the, the the main thing about the song is just sort of the uh, the genesis of it, the the mythic story of Eddie getting sick and everything like that, and then it's just sort of like, okay, and what else about the song? I don't know. Could be about this. Could be about this. Right. Yeah, all right.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah. You know. It, it's a. It's a. You know. It's one of those songs on No Code that uh, I definitely like, but I don't think it's one of their like legendary songs mm-hmm. i don't know have you have you given this a star rating have you are you still doing that are you uh oh not in the shows i just do it on my own now oh okay
0: so uh, so yeah.
1: on your own what what uh how many stars
0: does this song have um do you know let me see if i have it written oh, down spot. In my note my 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 notes notes um did not write whoa write that down. Uh, I wrote down all my five-star songs. This is definitely not a five-star song. I kind of didn't like it too too much, I think, in the beginning, right. early, and just because it's kind of like, eh, it's not, you know, it's kind of like between Habit and Lucan, which are both like super hard, and then you got Red Mosquito like thrown in the middle there. It's kind of like, eh. Kind of loses some of the uh, of the punch there, right? But i have kind of I kind of um, it's grown on me a little bit. It's a four out of five stars. Oh, I got it. That's pretty good. Yeah, nice. It's just like a cool, nice jam sort of song that uh, I, I think could possibly have roots in a uh, a Stone Gossard demo. From way back when the, the band before the band formed oh, yeah. on his uh, the Gossman tapes or whatever. He's got a there's an untitled instrumental song in there that kind of it's got the same time and it's kinda of got a structure where kinda of, there's like a little lead line that kind of is reminiscent mm-hmm. of the um of the slide work going on there and um yeah, I didn't I didn't think about that until, you know, after Episodes and episodes of editing this podcast, and then me listening to that little clip of the song, which I use in the intro of this song or the, the intro of this podcast, was kind of like, hey, wait a minute. This kind of sounds maybe like Red right. Mosquito? Maybe a tiny bit?
1: when i listen to it I, I it definitely has some flavor of red mosquito mm-hmm. um, especially like the where he transitions from the uh like the verse chords to the bridge or the course chorus. i guess yeah I, guess, I mean i guess that's mm-hmm. big, but yeah the transition right there is like oh yeah you, i can totally like hear some some similarities i mean it's not you know note for note by any means but i, I definitely think there is some some uh similarities there also the uh, I think it's interesting that there were only two songs oh that's that's the only song on the album that gives the full band credit for the music um, or, or right or the writing of the song it's the only song on there that, that gives credit to, for the to the full band
0: hmm. Hail Hail is just missing Jack on it I don't know if they wrote that before he came in the band or yeah so
1: I think that's kind of interesting. As well, because most of the other songs were just, uh, you know, as far as credit goes, it's just a single person for the most part. Eddie wrote most of it. Well,
0: there's, you know, Stone and Jack and um, Ed for Who You Are, and it's kind of some, there's one or two other songs that's got more than one person writing on it, but. up we do that by uh, me asking if you think that there's something that other people should do for other people to try to uh, bring some kindness into this world oh uh, if it oh man put me on the spot I thought I told you about this earlier did I not oh crap nope. I might not have <laughs> damn it Um, hmm.
1: I don't know it's hard when you live here because people are stupid and they they're like oh My sister just sent me a video, sorry, this is kind of off topic, but my sister just sent me a video of her little town, Middleburg, Florida, where they had some people that were at an intersection, uh, just a small group of people, maybe like 10 or 15 people that were Mm -hmm. supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. And then on the other side of the street, there was like 200 hillbilly white folks flying their Confederate flags, screaming at the, uh, the Black Lives Matter people about go home, go back to your country. Uh, I mean, it was just like, I could not believe, well, yeah, I could, I could believe that people were doing that crap, but just, I don't know. I saw that and I was just like, God, man, I think it bothers me that, you know, we get, we got one shot, one chance to live our life. And so many people want to spend it hating other people when you get old and you're laying on your deathbed and you're like, man, I'm about to die. I sure am glad I hated all those people and let them know how much I hate them. Cause, cause it totally matters now. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I always, I always kind of like think about sometimes like when, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, my kid does something or, you know, it's kind of like, Oh, I get angry or something like that. Or it's kind of like, Oh, don't want to play with them now or something like that. And I I always think it's like, you know what, how do I want them to remember me? Yeah, because, you know, going to die one day and they're going to, you know, think about how good or bad or, you know, how much people liked me or whatever like that. you know, they're going to have this and that's that's, you know, that's the only way you're going to exist at that point is is in other people's memories. So, you know, how would you want somebody else to remember you? You know, would it be, you know, you snapping at them all the time because, you know, they're bugging you or something like that or. You know, kind of, it's like, oh, you know, it took me to concerts and did all this sort of stuff or whatever, you know, and I mean, if you're, you know, kind of goes with like being on the wrong side of history or something like that, too, you know, it's like, do you really want that to be, you know, especially with everybody having phones and videotaping them and stuff like that? Do you really want that people being able to look back 20 years with you saying that sort of stuff and sort of standing for that stuff and people looking at it being like, wow, how could anybody you know, think that and believe that and everything like that.
1: Well, it's crazy to me that that stuff is already happening. Like it's already video is popping up of people that 10 years ago said something stupid. Oh yeah. Yeah. And look at the damage that it's doing. And then you try and say like, Oh, well that's not me now or whatever. It's like, no, 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 no. You don't get to just, you know, wash that stuff away. It's like at some point you made a choice to do something stupid and on top of that, you did it stupid while other people are watching and possibly videotaping and you still didn't care. That's I think that's what bugs me. And that's like one mm-hmm. of these things about all these Karens, right? These Karen videos. I'm like, if you knew that you're there's a 95 percent chance of your crappy public behavior going viral and being imprinted on the Internet for the rest of time, would you still act that way? And people are like, yes, I would. It's like, dude, you're so like it just that stuff blows me away uh i think on the one the one good side of you know people being bigoted right now and and saying all these things is they're not hiding in the shadows anymore like they're being outed and they're being exposed and i think that's has some some good merit to it as far as you know knowing who these people are is like, Oh good. Well now I can see if my neighbors, you know, I can see if people that I know are closeted, you know, racists Mm -hmm. or just bad people. I don't know. I have, I have mixed feelings on the whole race thing as far as, you know, so like, let's say Facebook, um, you know, I have the Mm -hmm. option to go on there. And when people say horrible things, I have the option of deleting them or, you know, unfollowing them or silencing that, whatever, on Facebook, but part of me doesn't want to do that because I think, no, I kind of want to see what they have to say because I want to know what, how shitty of a person they are. Mm -hmm. and Because I think it's important to not turn off the noise, but to listen to the noise and figure it out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, I think so many people are like, Oh, you don't agree with me, not my friend anymore. But then part of me too is like, there are some fundamental things in the world where as much as I, thought I liked you as a person like fundamentally you and I are never going to agree on something or uh so let's let's just say I have friends or had friends or whatever people that I knew on Facebook that were posting you know all lives matter and just all these things that I'm like God, you people these people are so ignorant and they're so frustrating and like my first notion is to just like I don't know why we're friends like I don't agree with you on such a deep level that I don't know how I could stay friends with somebody like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But then part of me too is like, I don't know. I just does, does your thought does, because you have a a different thought than me on that particular topic, Mm -hmm. does that mean that we can't still be friends? I don't know. How do you feel about those types of things? You know, like what if, what if you saw me posting like, like not necessarily like explicit things not like but like what if i was like marriage should be between a man and a woman and you Mm -hmm. know black people shouldn't be allowed to marry white people like if you thought like oh i you know me and harry have this friendship but then i started saying things like that like how what do you think your reaction would be
0: i think it always it, it for me it depends on how sort of like how close i am with the person and everything like that because if it's right. like somebody is just kind of like, oh, you don't just follow them, or whatever, or like that, and see what that is. And I see something, it's kind of like, well, what the hell? It's like, uh, you know, then I'm kind of, he's like, okay, yeah, whatever, mute, unfollow, whatever, like that. But you know, my my brother has started posting like some like QAnon stuff, like related uh, brand or not, sort of stuff.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I saw a couple things.
0: Yeah, and so like it's like, uh, nope, I gotta. Say something, I got to try to, you know. I saw
1: you I saw you
0: say something on that. Yeah, just, uh, you know, and, you know, to you, if you were to do something, you know, I would also try to say something. He's like, hey, he's like, eh, you don't really think that, man. It's like, oh, you know, what's going on, you know, that that sort of thing. Because I think a lot of it is people fall into that sort of stuff because, and, and it's really hard right now, too, because you're not th- around people that much. You know, we're all sort of self-isolating and, you know, things are shut down and everything like right. that. And, but, you know, we want to be around people. We need to be around people. And so, you know, if online is the only way we can do that, if we're spending more time online, there's some, you know, insidious crevices in there that kind of try to want to pull you in and stuff. And so, you know, if you're not around, you know, you you might be seeing something online. It's like, oh, 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 that's kind of funny. That's ironic, whatever, you know, you're posting memes and all that sort of stuff. And then that's kind of, oh, you know, that's kind of a slippery slope from, that to oh you know there's this uh pizza place in washington dc that you know think like hey yeah whoa hey these guys are making sense blah blah blah, because those are the kind of people that you're around that's who you're talking to you're not out around with other people who wouldn't be you know telling you those sort of things
1: or who would discourage that type of yeah yeah well I'll, i'll just say this that you've called me out a couple of times where i where i may have said something stupid and you're like uh dude that's what you just said is kind of dumb and then i'm like oh yeah that is kind of dumb and and there's definitely been times where i think you and i have talked about things where i've changed my opinion on stuff or i've thought more deeply about something that i maybe didn't i I thought was more trivial and then Mm -hmm. you've you've said something and i'm like oh you know what i didn't really think about that and it's like that totally makes a lot of sense about like why like i think when we were talking about uh, using the the word, and I think not that I was saying you know I think we should use it, but,
0: <laughs> but I gotta use it. I need to.
1: <laughs> but I think maybe minimizing it and saying like mm-hmm. oh it's, you know whatever it's not that big a deal, and then you were kind of like uh no this is why it is kind of a big deal, and I think I, it took me a minute, but I you know I look at that as like you know what you're totally right about what you had to say about that, and. uh, You know, I think that, you know, not to pat myself on the back, but I think that, (laughs) no, seriously, like being open to hearing what people have to say Mm -hmm. and really like putting things that you wouldn't necessarily believe. And this is kind of why I don't shut out my conservative friends, because I think that if we shut down the dialogue, that's the worst thing that you can do. But to surround yourself with completely like-minded people is very dangerous, Because it doesn't challenge you to think, you know, and regardless of whether the per what the person has to you agree or disagree with what the person has to say, I think it is always important to hear the other side. You know what I mean? Uh, Kind of. Yes. (laughs) Well, because I think that in order to like even people who are being racist, Mm -hmm. I think that in order to fix them being racist. You have to hear what they have to say. And I'm, and I'm in, by no means saying you have to hear it and agree with what they're saying. Mm-hmm. But I think hearing it is important. Uh You know, I think hearing why, why they feel that way, that's the only way that we can change how somebody, you know, feels about, you know, why they're racist. You know, I'm sure there's plenty of people who are racist only because they're family or they were brought up that way, or they had some, you know, some kind of traumatic event that, that, you know, changed their perspective on a group of people, or you know, there's there's reasons behind all of it. You don't just wake up one day and say like, oh, I hate people. I hate these people. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a reason. And I think if we turn our, if we turn our listening off to those things, it completely, you know, enables us to enact change or enact, you know, to to to, to create a consciousness on the other side. You know what I mean? Because then you're just listening to the people who believe the same thing you do. And, you know, I think that it can go when it, when it's just you listening to the same thing that people believe it's very easy to become, uh, insulated. Well, insulated and just very easy to be led in another direction, good or bad by whoever Mm -hmm. you're choosing to follow, you know? Hmm.
0: So do you think you found your way into your, uh, thing that people should do <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, and throwing all that out there? You got it all up on the wall. You got your post-its, you got your picture, you got your yarn. What do you think it's, what do you think it's going to? Uh,
1: you know, I think some of the things that we can do is we can, um, you know, support black businesses. I think that's a black owned businesses. I think that's a, that's an important thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, just being kind to everybody it not to not to somebody be kind to everybody you know that's that's really all i can say is is just be kind to everybody yeah you know don't spend so much time holding hate in your heart cuz it's not worth it i don't know i just i you know i had a um real interesting dialogue with a student uh towards the end of our year um there was a student you know a black student that we had at school that uh I don't know. He, he kind of has it tough in school because he is, he's black and he doesn't necessarily fit in with a lot of the other black kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, like being, as far as like being accepted into their ranks. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so he tries really hard to like, it's almost like he's like one of the kids that, that doesn't feel like he fits in with, with, with black people. He doesn't feel like he fits in with white people. He's kind of, just kind of floating. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so we had gotten in a a disagreement, not an argument. Like he had done something, he had done something to get in trouble and he immediately jumped on this. Well, you're just doing that because you're racist Uh because I'm black. That's why you're doing this. And I was like, whoa, 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 dude. I was like, no, 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 we're not going to go down that road. Uh, You know, that, that bugs me if you're going to say that because I don't treat anybody differently. And, uh, so, he kept saying it like, Oh, you're just racist. You're racist, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, you know what, dude, if I'm racist, well, then you go tell somebody, you get, you know, go say something to somebody. And so I told him, I was like, dude, that, that really hurts my feelings. You know, I, that, that bothers me. And so anyways, some time went by and he went and talked to another teacher and then he came up to me later and he's like, Hey, you know, Mr. Guy, I'm sorry. I said that. I don't really think you're racist. You know, I was just feel you know, mad about whatever I was getting in trouble about. And I was just like, dude, I said, you know, I would fully expect you, if somebody is being racist, to say something. I said, but what I was doing was not racist. It was not race, you know, uh, it was not race, um, uh, like, the, the punishment that you got wasn't based on your race at all. You know what I mean? It was It was because you did something that anybody would get in trouble for, and that's why you were in trouble for it. And I said, but I would fully expect you, if somebody is being racist, to say something to somebody, mm-hmm. because it is important to to say something, you know, about, about those things. And, and he actually ended up crying and was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to say those things to you and all this stuff. And to this day, like we're, you know, I see him all the time and I'm like, Hey man, what's going on? It's so good to see you. And, you know, I think it, that conversation in itself really kind of, um, helped, you know, that incident helped, I think our relationship. And so I think just keeping a dialogue with people, even if you don't agree with them, Especially seeing things that you don't agree with on Facebook or social media in general shouldn't mean like, hey, you don't need to like stop talking to that person. I think it actually means like you should talk to that person more and really try and like convince them otherwise. But <laughs> yeah. So the thing that people can do to uh, to help or be kind or whatever is just keep an open dialogue with people that you might not necessarily agree with. Do the right thing. Be kind to others. You know, be kind to everyone. That's all I can say, especially the people who are uh, not kind to other people. All right.
0: Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Harry.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me, dude. It was fun. As always, I enjoy being on, talking with you. I miss you. Yeah, I, kind I
0: forgot of... that we had a that we had a purpose here. It's like, oh, yeah, this is a podcast. Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> I know. I miss hanging out with you. I miss seeing your face, man. Need to yeah, uh, man. make a trip to Texas. Well, I don't know if that's going to happen, but. <laughs> hey. You never know that there, there could be yeah, a so wait to see uh, when the tour starts back up. Yeah. Right. Even that dude, you, you you take an awesome road trip. It's beautiful through New Mexico. Just jump in the car, throw the, throw the, throw the, the, the wife and the kid in the car and, and just, and just drive. It costs you like, I don't know right now, probably like 50 bucks to drive here. Right. Gas
0: is cheap. Oh, well, it's cheap in Texas, right?
1: Yeah. It's like a dollar 70 right now. Jeez. Yeah it got down dude our gas got down to i think like a dollar i think the cheapest it got down to was like a dollar 13. man it has been that price since like high school yeah i know yeah, <laughs> yeah it was down to like a dollar 13 it's at one crazy. place in houston it was down to 99 cents holy crap yeah so uh but still it's only about a buck 70 here right now what's it at in reno
0: it's like um probably 250. Probably between yeah, probably eh, yeah, probably between like 250, 270. So it might cost you like 60 bucks. Maybe like 70 bucks.
1: 70 bucks. <laughs> uh, don't make me have to call Molly and tell her to do it. Because then she'll be like, okay, Brandon, we're doing it.
0: No, she'll probably be like, uh we have to go to Harry Potter World first.
1: <laughs> hey, it's halfway there. <laughs> hey, there you go. See? And, uh, you don't want to go to Florida right now. Anyways, Florida's like Texas. Is bad. No, I don't, I
0: don't want to go anywhere right now.
1: <laughs> oh, dude, I was actually going to ask you, have you, well, do you want to wrap up the show and then I can ask All you this? Right.
0: Yeah. He's coming on. Blah, blah, blah. This is the end. All right. Here we go. The Better Band Podcast is produced by ListenUpReno.com and Brandon Palomo and published using a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 4.0 license. Please visit creativecommons.org or email listenupreno at gmail.com for more details. All Music played is owned by the respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. You can subscribe to the Better Band Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or from betterbandpod.com using your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BetterBandPod. I am on Twitter at Brandon P., B-R-A-N-D-E-N-P. If you like the job I'm doing here, you can go to ko-fi.com brandonp And leave me a $3 tip. Or give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to tell your friends. If you would like to be a guest on a future episode, send an email to BetterBandPod at gmail.com. Or send any insights and stories you'd like to share, and I'll read them on the season finale episode. Again, I'd like to thank my guest Harry, and as always, this is Brandon saying, Union Rule 26, every employee must win Worker of the Week at least once, regardless of gross incompetence, obesity, or rank odor.